It's the middle of July in Alaska, and so far it's been one of the hottest and driest summers on record. Wildfires rage across the state, with billowing smoke clouds blurring the sky and the familiar smell of campfire permeating everything. But July also marks the one-year point for me looking into Aaron Gilbert's case, and the time has come for me to wrap up my work, at least for now. In the last year, I've learned a lot about what it takes to look into cold cases. I've learned that it takes dedication, consistency, and patience, and it takes bravery. But I've also learned some sobering lessons. Trying to find out the truth about what happened to Erin has been challenging. For one, her remains have never been located, and there's been little to no physical evidence found, at least as far as I can tell. This means that for law enforcement, Aaron's family, and people like me, there's really not much to go on other than old news reports and a limited array of eyewitness accounts. Two, it feels like there's a code of silence surrounding Aaron's disappearance. Aaron's date, Dave Combs, remains silent, leaving the details and timeline of July 1st, 1995 murky. Additionally, the case file, which I've heard is extensive, is under lock and key due to the case still being technically open. Obviously, the cold case unit has their reasons for keeping the file under wraps, but still, I can't help but feel like being able to read that case file would clear up a lot of questions. But then again, maybe it wouldn't. Third, the eyewitness accounts, at least from the people I spoke with, although intriguing, were fairly vague, particularly when describing the man they saw Aaron with. I also heard that Aaron was seen at Max's Bar and Grill that night, but I was unable to find anyone else to corroborate that story. I guess to put it into perspective, try and ask yourself to describe a detailed memory from 20 years ago. It's not that easy, is it? Finally, and maybe the most sobering lesson for me personally, has been the realization of what losing Aaron has been like for Aaron's friends and more importantly, her family. Over the course of the last year, I've gotten to know Aaron's sister, Stephanie, and we've had many conversations about Aaron and the years that she spent looking for her. So I decided to end my work on Aaron's story exactly where it started one year ago and have one final conversation with Stephanie. You know, the first thing that I wanted to ask you is, where are things with you and your family as far as where you're at with Aaron's case? And and I guess you guys on your end trying to figure out the truth of what happened. I think, we, you know, we've learned some more information, so we've got some better details. But I think we're kind of in the exact same place that we started um on July 2nd of uh, 1995 is what it feels like. You know, we uh, we are just still looking for her and, and hopeful that we will find out where she is So, and, and what happened to her. You and I have had a lot of conversations in the last year, and th- I felt like you were feeling hopeful, you know, that Detective McFerrin was in charge of the case. And, I mean, how are you feeling just about where all that's at with the Alaska State Troopers? I, I feel really good about them. I, I, I think we have a good relationship. I think um, 
I ask for things. They're very responsive. They, they, it's been good. You know, I, I was looking back at some of my emails and I think we really began looking into this very heavily two years ago. And I feel like July might be (laughs) the same date that, you know, a year before you and I did. And obviously we had worked with detective McGowan before that. And then the original investigators, but no, I, I, I really like detective McFerrin. I think he is very good at what he does and he's, um, sensible and, and he's, you know, I, I, I believe in him. So. I know that like, this hasn't been easy and I know that there's been some, you know, like you and I have had to have some tough conversations just because this has been not an easy process. It hasn't necessarily been easy for me. And I know that it hasn't been easy for you and that it's brought stuff up. But I mean, how are you feeling about just the podcast in general? I I feel really good about the podcast. I mean, it's been wonderful. I mean, I would guess we've probably gained about 400 followers on her site since the podcast started. So that's incredible. Right. And what that does is that when I put something out, it allows it to spread further and further. So for example, when I did the video that got to five or 6,000 pretty darn quick. Wow. And that's, that's the power of having those more, those additional followers. So even a hundred more followers can exponentially spread information. And then hopefully the goal is that someone hears something that triggers a, a memory or perhaps the person who knows something. And so it's all about that influence and that communication. So the podcast has really been just an incredible, incredible feature in, in trying to find Aaron. So. Yeah, that's great to hear. I don't know. I had like these pangs of hope, like thinking, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to find something out. And that's been tough in it. You know, as I was thinking about, you know, how to circle that around into this conversation and what it's made me just realize is like, if I feel that way, like I, you know, I can't really imagine how upsetting and hard this has been for you for like 24 years, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a keep your head up (laughs) game. It's a, um, it is, uh, you just don't give up, you know, you have, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's a lot like life. You, you just, you know, have, you have good days, you have bad days, you have frustrating days, you have, oh, I had a small win today. It's in, in many ways, it's just the same thing. It's just, you know, we, we get up every day. We, we hope that we find her today. I always say that in the morning when I get up, maybe today's the day. And I just don't give up. It is hard, but if you give up, then whatever happens to me, then that person wins. And, and I am, and I am a competitive person. <laughs> right. I always have, I always have been. So I can look for a long time. I am patient. So I, I, I believe we will solve this. I, I absolutely believe that. Right. Do you have some goals for yourself this next year? as far as any things that you'd like to try and work towards involving Aaron's case? You know, there's lots of different, um, different ideas, if you will, about finding people. There's in Puyallup, Washington, the um, police department there was looking for a missing girl and they put out a, I don't know if it was a video podcast or it was just a message and it was actually from the girl. She's obviously hasn't been found, but so it's a, a pretend letter from oh, like from her the, perspective from the victim and so there's that piece i've looked at um wow. there's 
it's it's kind of how creative can you get and um so i think you know we had a podcast here in washington last week and that podcast helped find a gal down in um olympia i mean the murder of a person i mean and it was super exciting you know you see stuff like that right. and that kind of makes your day cuz you're just like it is possible um, right. And then that person, you know, I don't, I, he confessed. I mean, he, and then he explained what happened, which, you know, that's for that family. That's so, that's so important to know really what happened, you know, and, and why did it happen? So right. um, that's, that's a big deal. So. It's funny. You, you have a, re, a resiliency that I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm reminded of, and you seem, I don't know, you seem like you're in a good place. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's not easy. I think we've had, you know, my dad and, um, Catherine, my other sister and I have, we've just had some great conversations about Aaron and we, um, have had, it's, you know, it really, you know, we're one team and, and we really believe we can figure this out. And, um, and we are, I mean, you know, it's, you know, I listen to my dad and he's sure of it, you know, and I, and I feel the same way and I know my sister does too. So, you know, she is worth it. So that's, that's why we keep looking. (laughs) Yeah. And and for, and for all of, I mean, you know, there's, I think they say what a hundred thousand people are missing in this country. And I mean, that is an epidemic. I mean, (laughs) so it's for all those missing girls and boys and mothers and fathers and, you know, it's for everybody. So it's, it's, you know, and that really keeps you going. And there's a there's a, a very large community out there who has missing people in their family. So it's not even unusual anymore yeah. um, for this to happen to people, which is which is a shame. So yeah, I have a lot of feelings about this. And it's funny, I'm just kind of like, I'm numbed out because I'm yeah. trying to what I learned and I knew this about myself, but it it's a big weight. And it feels like a really big responsibility. And it's just something that I'm going to have to sit with and process, I guess. It's a, it's an unfair thing that, you know, happened. And, you know, part of my personality is I'm a very fair person. I very, I like both sides. I like to hear, right. like I sit, I just sit and watch CNN and then I got to watch Fox news for a little while just so I can sit in the middle somewhere so I can appreciate both sides. And maybe, you know, all of us in this country are probably somewhere down the middle. Right. I think what's hard about having a missing person is it isn't fair. And that's, that is a difficult aspect for me in this whole thing. It's like, she didn't do anything wrong and someone took that from her and that's not fair. So that fairness thing for me is a, is a really, is just a quality that I, I believe in so strongly. And mm-hmm. then it, it, it helps me with this case. Cause I, you know, I'm not a death penalty person. I am, you know, I just want to know what happened and I want you to pay somewhat for it. But I don't, I mean, my dad and I had a really good conversation about, we we just want to find her. You know, it's just a, a need that we have to just find her and bring her home. And you know what, if I didn't hear another thing about it, I'd be okay with it. I mean, we would all be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And And the law obviously would take care of itself, but I'm not so worried much about that piece of it. I just want to find her, you know, that's a. So let's say that, you know, somebody is out there who has listened to this podcast, who knows something about this. What would your words be for that person? I would say call in an anonymous tip. (laughs) 
we aren't vengeful people, but we have a sister who we love and we want to bring her home. You know, that's, that's all there is to it. It's very basic. And she was a good person. And she didn't do anything wrong to anybody and, and clear your conscience and do the right thing. I mean, that's, that's all we want. That's, it's, it's very simple. I think that if somebody knows something, they probably have a hard day every single day. You know, waking up, knowing that they know this information, and they just choose not to, to say anything. And that's, I think that's got to be extremely, an extremely painful way to live. That's what I would say. Although it's impossible to put myself in Stephanie's shoes, it's clear that her character, her level of acceptance, and her resilience through adversity is remarkable. She's not vengeful or spiteful. She simply wants to know what happened to her sister. And as disheartening as it's been to not find answers, to not be able to find out the truth of what happened after all these years, she's still not going to give up. She'll continue to wake up each day like she has for the last 24 years, and say to herself, today's the day we're gonna bring Aaron home. I'm making one last trip to Girdwood to sit on the banks of Glacier Creek and reflect on what I've learned over the last year. My goal with this podcast was to shine a light on Erin Gilbert, to inform the public about the details around her case, and to generate interest in her story. Hopefully I've succeeded in doing that. But I also hope to dig below the surface and to try and find out some new information. This, I discovered, was much more complicated and challenging. What I will say is that there were roads I could have gone down that I chose not to go down, because those roads led to places that were very dark, too dark for me. There were also people that I could have talked to that I chose not to talk to, because those conversations would have led to places that I didn't want to go. Throughout the course of the podcast, I refrained from entertaining theories as to what could have happened to Aaron because I wanted to stick to the facts. But after everything I've learned, I will say this. I don't believe Aaron walked off into the woods on her own and just disappeared. I don't think Aaron ended up on the mudflats of Turnigan Arm, got stuck, and was washed over by the incoming tide. I don't believe that Aaron chose to disappear. I think that Aaron met with foul play or that some sort of accident occurred and someone or some people have chosen over the years to keep those details a secret. 
My hope is that someone has a conscience and will do the right thing. My hope is that they will come forward with information that will lead to Aaron's remains and that one day she can finally go home to her family. If you or anyone you know has any information about the disappearance of Erin Marie Gilbert, contact the Alaska State Troopers at 907-269-5511. Alaska Unsolved is written and produced with original music by me, Evan Phillips, with additional music composition by James Glaves. The editing and post-production is by Pod Peak, providing creative audio solutions for podcasters, filmmakers, and brands. You can learn more about the work they do at podpeak.com. Hey, if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on social media. And if you enjoy Alaska Unsolved, if you want to support the work we do from the ground up, you might consider becoming a monthly backer on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Alaska Unsolved and you can sign up there. All right, friends. Well, thanks for listening today. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time on Alaska Unsolved. I've been standing in this hallway Thinking this thoughts about my friends Things feel better when I get out
Follow.